0: Hello, and welcome to Life in Their Sandals. This is a podcast where we dive deep into the lives of biblical people to determine how we should live as Christians today. I'm your host, Chris McGrath, and... Today, we have another great opportunity to talk about another narrative in the life of Jesus. Today, we're talking about the Feast of Booths and the woman caught in the act of adultery. If you can remember from our last podcast episode, We spoke of the transfiguration of Jesus. In this narrative, Jesus reaffirmed to his disciples, at least Peter, James, and John, what he was going to have to do in order to save humanity. Now we see Jesus has traveled to Jerusalem for the Feast of Booths. Here at the Feast of Booths, which is also called the Feast of Tabernacles, we see Jesus celebrating. This was one of the most important festivals in the Jewish calendar. It was a time when people would gather together to celebrate God's provision and to remember their ancestors' time in the wilderness. During this festival, people would build temporary shelters, or they called them booths, hence the name Feast of Booths, as a reminder of the time when their ancestors lived in those temporary dwellings during their journey in the wilderness. Jesus is attending the festival, and during this festival, the priests would perform a ceremony in which they would draw water from the pool of Siloam, and they would pour it into a basin at the temple altar, as a symbol of God's provision of water during the Israelites' journey through the wilderness. It was during this moment of the ceremony, and in this moment everything would coalesce, everything would lead up to it, and the priests would spill the water over. Jesus stood up and cried to all those, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Because whosoever believeth in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Jesus was speaking of the Holy Ghost, John lets us know, but no one knew that at the time. Jesus' insistence, and uh, I, I read it as an inability to withhold this invitation, is because he saw this water ceremony as a metaphor for the spiritual thirst that people were experiencing. And he was inviting them to come to him and have their thirst satisfied. He was offering himself as the source of living water, which would quench their spiritual thirst and bring them eternal life. This statement of Jesus was a powerful invitation to all those who had gathered, even people who wanted to kill him. And he was risking death by standing up and yelling this to all the people there. He was inviting them to experience the meaning and purpose in life that only he can give. Jesus is the only one who can truly satisfy the deep longings of our heart and to bring us that abundant life that he came to bring us, that we were created to enjoy. After this moment where Jesus very publicly said these things, we see in the next chapter of the book of John, Jesus still in Jerusalem and he's in the temple teaching. And a group of Pharisees brought a woman to Jesus caught red-handed in the act of adultery. And even one of the men there, bringing this woman, said that she was caught in the very act. They throw this woman down before Jesus and ask him what needs to be done. Does she need to be put to death, as Moses says? Jesus, after he stops riding in the sand, tells all the men gathered there, trying to trap him because of something he had said earlier, If any one of you is without sin, then be the first one to throw a stone. These words of Jesus were so convicting that these proud and truly evil men were convicted. One by one, the accusers left, and so only Jesus and this woman remained. Jesus then said to her, Woman, where are they? Where are your accusers? Has no one condemned you? And she replied, saying, No one has. Jesus then said, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. This woman was caught in the act. The reason I have included it in the Feast of Booths is because it's likely that this woman was caught during the Feast of Booths. They would set up these tabernacles and private dwellings. And because of the corruption, many people would indulge in lasciviousness and passions that were sinful. And it's the opinion of many scholars that this woman was likely caught even in a booth during this feast. That Jesus had stood up and cried, If anyone was thirsty, to come and drink. The Pharisees, for whatever reason, do not bring a man to Jesus, but they bring this woman, maybe showing that they had issues with their view of the equality of woman, at least before God, or maybe that they just had issues then with setting her up. We don't exactly know, but the answer is clear. They were wanting to trap Jesus into a question to discredit his teachings. In Matthew chapter 19, the Pharisees had asked Jesus if it was lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason. And they did this because they knew that there were differing opinions among the common Jewish scholars of the day about the grounds of divorce, and they wanted to see which side Jesus would take. They thought that if they could get Jesus to divide the audience, then he would lose followers. Jesus responded by pointing them back to the teachings of Moses, who had only allowed divorce because of the hardness of people's hearts. Jesus then went on to emphasize the importance of marriage and God's original design for it. The Pharisees would do this constantly, asking Jesus about these things to try to trap him and undermine his teachings. But here Jesus turns their question back on them. Here Jesus says to them, Yeah, maybe the law of Moses would condemn this woman, but I don't respect your authority to enforce the law of Moses. Jesus, not condemning the woman or not causing her to be stoned is not because he was rejecting the law of Moses, but because he was rejecting these people's rights to enforce the law of Moses. It was a law of love and not a law used to entrap people and to set them up for failure. Jesus never condoned her sin and he never condones our sin today, but he looks at us with only the mercy that he can offer and says, go and sin no more, regardless of those who have tried to trap you. Regardless of those who have tried to hurt you and don't respect you, Jesus lifts your head up and tells you that there's a better way to live. This is the narrative of the Feast of Booths and how it's connected, I believe at least, with the woman caught in the act of adultery. Really, the takeaways I think have kind of bled over into my, what I have done in describing the narrative, and I don't usually feel this way in the podcast, but I am just emotional thinking about this story. This woman was set up likely. This woman was taken from... This moment of a feast supposed to be getting close to God and trying to be used as bait for the Savior of humanity. But Jesus looks at her and says, where are your accusers? Because no one has the right to really accuse you but me. Yeah, maybe they have a legal right. Yeah, maybe by the letter of the law. But I created the law, and I don't believe that you're worthy of death. And this is the main takeaway today. We know that Jesus has come to offer us life and Whoever is thirsting, come to him and drink. But this is what I think we get from the narrative of the woman caught in the act of adultery. You might be brought to Jesus in the most unimaginable circumstances. Your life might have been way offline. Hopefully you're not sleeping with somebody in a tent that you shouldn't be sleeping with in Jerusalem. And I doubt that you are. But whatever circumstance brought you to the feet of Jesus, he looks at you with mercy. No matter what somebody did to you, the great thing to think about today is this. You have an audience with the king, and his vindication is the only thing that matters. Yeah, it'd be nice if everybody liked us. It'd be nice if we had the approval of other people. If you're a human being, you probably want those things. But at the end of the day, if Jesus can lift my head up and show me the path that I need to walk in my life, that's all I need. And it's all you need today, too. I hope you've enjoyed us talking about these narratives, the Feast of Booths, the woman caught in the act of adultery. I hope you tune in next week. We will be talking about someone who is very integral to the story of the Bible, and I know that you will enjoy it. Hope to see you next time, but in the meantime, be blessed. Have a great week.